Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, By the Book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly By the Book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. It has been one week since we lived by How to Be Famous, and you know what that means. It means it's time for another Buy the Book mini-episode. That's right. It's time for another Buy the Book epilogue. This week, we're looking at the aftermath of living by How to Be Famous, our guide to looking the part, playing the press, and becoming a tabloid fixture by Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt. But before we get to that, some announcements. Announcement number one. Look at us. But seriously, <laughs> you should look at us if you want to. Because we're so famous. We have three Instagram accounts for you to look at. Seriously, you can follow us to see photographic evidence of us living by our self-help books. Um, you can just see all the cool stuff we do. You can see Kristen's eye lasering. I'm about to post that later today. And trust me, she looks amazing. Um, <laughs> Thanks, hon. <laughs> you can hit us up on Instagram at by the book pod at Jolenta underscore G and at K 
Minzer. That's K10 Minzer. Wordplay. What a shock. <laughs> um, go check those out. You can see pictures of Frank, my dog. You can see a video of Kristen fighting with Pierce Morgan. You can see it all. All right. And announcement number two. I was on last week's episode of Happier with Gretchen Rubin, talking with our good friends, Gretchen and Liz, about how movies and TV are helping us get through the pandemic. Check it out if you want to hear about what we've been watching, and be sure to check out my other show, Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen, where we give viewing prescriptions to listeners based on their quandaries or based on what they last binged. All right, enough announcements. Let's get this How to Be Famous mini-episode underway. So many of you were very taken aback by the choice of this book. Um, And a lot of you had things to say about the author, so let's start there. Keith, uh, who echoes many of you who wrote in this week, had this to say, Who the fuck is Spencer Pratt? I think I've heard of (laughs) Heidi Montag. Clearly, I don't have cable and gave up on MTV when they stopped showing music video clips. Yes, I'm that old, which is only 53. And I remember the launch of MTV. Anyway, I have hardly ever heard of your supposedly famous authors. Well, a few of you have heard of them, like Carrie. Carrie says, just when I thought I would never have to see these two fame whores again, you chose to live by their book. And many of you said you just turned off the episode as soon as you heard the rules. Amanda says, I love listening to the two of you banter. In fact, I have often thought to myself, I could listen to these two talk about anything. Well, I got about five minutes into the How to Be Famous episode where the advice starts off, get in with a famous group, befriend the alpha, create drama. And I had to hit stop. The idea of churning up drama for the sake of attention turns my stomach. After so many discussions about being your authentic self on this show, this felt like a middle finger. But some of you, including Amanda, who just wrote that letter to us, wrote back a few hours or a few days later. Here's Amanda again. Okay, so I did go and listen to the full episode, and I have to hand it to the two of you for turning drama into effective social action. You two truly are thoughtful and amazing. And some of you just enjoyed the humor of it all. Nicole wrote on Twitter to say, I've been listening to you guys since season one, and this is definitely one of my favorite episodes. I laughed so hard. The other episode I absolutely love has to be the one with Kristen and Dean in the bathtub and Jolenta just losing it. Weird, that's my least favorite. (laughs) Jolenta's losing it right now again. Nobody (laughs) but me can see her face. Just reading that sentence made her look like she was going to throw up for a second. I was like, don't say bathtub, and then it said bathtub. (laughs) And it wasn't just humor and social action that spoke to you. One of you even said the episode inspired you to start reading again. Krista says, Okay, I'm obsessed with the newest episode. I haven't enjoyed reading in several years because I do so much of it for work, and I think I just have reading fatigue. But I definitely would love to dive into some quick, fun self-help reads after hearing you live by How to Be Famous. Oh my God, that's right. Heidi and Spencer are inspiring people to embrace literacy. Mm, They're basically the next Dolly Parton. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. 
a lot of you had specific thoughts on the media appearances that we made while living by How to Be Famous. Yes. Catherine says, as an avid listener and supporter of Canada Land, I was very excited to hear Jolenta on the show a few months back. And I was just as excited to hear a bit more background on that in the newest episode. Love me some Canada Land. Uh, It's a very good show, even if you don't live in Canada. I've listened to it before I was on it. <laughs> uh, we also heard from Polly on Twitter who wrote, Thank you, Kristen, for not standing down when Piers Morgan did his best to talk over you. But aren't you exhausted? I am. Why do we, as people of color, need to constantly explain racist headlines to peers and other people who perpetuate white supremacy in the world? Why is it always our job? Excellent question, Polly. Why is it always our job? Why is it our job? Um, mm. I don't know if it really is our job, but sadly, there are plenty of white supremacists who are just not going to see it unless we point it out to them. And of course, when we point it out to them, a lot of them are going to continue to not see it, Piers Morgan being a Excellent example of that. Right. I was like, maybe, you know, like, it's hard to see things that you can't see, like when you're from a privileged position. But I'd like to think once they're pointed out, you then see them everywhere. But some people like peers appear to be Teflon, because I'm sure you're not the first nor the last person to talk to him about white supremacy. Yeah. But to answer your question, Polly, yes, I am tired. I am tired. And it does suck that it's always our job. And um, it's not just our job. There are Loads of allies out there who, you know, are stepping up and also making it their job. We're not alone in this. And I really honestly believe that there are people who want to be on the right side of history and also want to stand up against bullies. So um, it often feels that we're alone, but I don't think we are. I like to hope we're not. I mean, as a white, I just want to say thank you. And also, hopefully, we can make you less tired. Like, hopefully. Like, that's the goal, right? Like, you spread your message, you get a little tired, but then hopefully we can run with it and keep going. Thank God. Us whites and others to, like, keep supporting all of this. Yes. Um, But Kristen is really tired. We need to spread her (laughs) message for her. Let's give her a nap. All right. Let's move on to this next one. And this is for you, Jolenta. Mm. Holly says... Jolenta, I love you so much, but really, you listed Brad as someone you live with? You've said that Brad's a words of affirmation kind of guy, and I hope he really does see your online title for him as a positive, but I wonder if he would rather be listed as someone more meaningful than your roommate. It reminds me of all the times I've been in a serious or hoping to be serious relationship, and the guy introduced me as his, quote, friend, or somebody who I do this with or am a member of the same blank with. And it feels like I'm a backup romantic interest and the world doesn't want to see him as committed to anything with me so that he's free to date up. I'm not trying to marry up, but I do see your point, Holly. I think that's (laughs) super valid and like speaks to a lot of my own insecurities probably about like so afraid of rejection that I can't even say my husband is my husband on Twitter, right? Like, for fear that he leaves me and someday I can be like, that roommate moved out. Like, (laughs) as opposed to like, my heart was broken because I am capable of love. (laughs) But that's a super valid point. I'm going to ask Brad about that, Holly. I'll get back to you on uh, his thoughts. (laughs) 
Caroline wrote in with something for you, Kristen. Uh, Caroline says, I'm afraid I'm about to embarrass myself, but I'm burning with curiosity, so I'm going to take a risk. Did Kristen's friend tell her there were paparazzi at a nearby plant store? Did I hear that correctly? Was it a euphemism I didn't get? Why would paparazzi be at a plant store? Please enlighten me. Caroline, <laughs> I do have to say you heard it correctly, and I just sort of ran with it because I was like, Brooklyn, we love succulents, plants, or hipster yes. bullshit. So, like, why wouldn't the paparazzi be there? That was my reasoning. Kristen, is there actual reason? reasoning. Oh, yeah. You know, we live in Brooklyn. There are celebrities everywhere here. But the paparazzi also famously don't just hang out at hip private clubs or outside the Ivy in uh, California. They also do things like hang outside Ralph's grocery store in California all the time. And in New York, they hang outside of places like this plant store. And I just want to make clear, this is like a plant store that has been in the neighborhood for over a decade that uh, in the early days, a lot of people just thought was like a grubby, hippie, Rastafarian plant Is it store. Natty Green? It is, yeah. Oh, we love that plant store. Yeah, it's so great. And it was not considered necessarily like high-end, Instagrammable, and it's still not really considered that kind of place. It's just like a really nice neighborhood plant store. and They have the best selection in the neighborhood. Yeah, and, and for a long time, it was really the only one probably within – a half mile radius at least, right? right. I was going to say it's in Kristen's neighborhood, not mine, but I consider it the neighborhood plant store because it's just like the like north of Prospect Park plant store. Yeah, and um, they're so nice there. There was one year where we um, got our Christmas tree really late and they had so many extra Christmas trees. They gave us like, in addition to the Christmas tree, they gave us a whole bunch of other like garlands and wreaths and leftover Christmas tree parts so that we could decorate with them. They're so nice there. They're really nice. So yes, Caroline, to answer your question, paparazzi do hang outside of stores sometimes, including this plant store. Up next, we have a question from Liz, who says, I appreciate that Spencer and Heidi are open about their cosmetic procedures and encourage others to do the same. I wish all celebrities were transparent rather than crediting hydration and vitamins, etc. But I was confused about their aversion to Botox. Can you explain? Oh, I can explain. Kristen has all the thoughts. Oh, yeah. This book came out um, only about 12 years ago, but 12 years ago, um, Botox was not ever being used or marketed in the way it is now as preventative. (laughs) Um, 12 years ago, it really was for, oh, you're over 45. And all the ads showed people um, who were models or actors or whoever who were getting the Botox, they were people who probably could have been ARP members. That's the American Association of Retired People. Um, Nowadays, you'll see ads all the time with people in their 20s. I get fed these ads on Facebook constantly, like Botox for prevention and Back then, that's not how it was marketed. It was really like, Mm. you look haggard. This is for you, old people. And um, it's changed a lot. Botox trends aside, I agree with Liz. I wish everyone was more transparent just about how much work it takes to maintain a, like, celebrity body. Like, that is their job, along with whatever, like, Instagrams or movies they're making or whatever. Like... It's it's how they make a living is like maintaining a body. So it's crazy for us to think we could emulate that without knowing all their secrets. Yeah. I also think even if you're not a celebrity, I just wish everyone was open about it all the time. Like yeah. anytime I've had something done, I've like immediately said, Jolenta, look at this. 
Look at I my know. face. It's lasered. <laughs> or the amount of times where you'll be like, I had this thing. And everyone's like, oh, my God, me too, me too. And I'm like, really wish I would have known that before I did this just so I could have talked to some people. Yeah. And um, I'm all about being open about it and not apologizing for it. And I think it makes everybody feel better and not feel like maybe I'm not taking the right vitamins. Maybe I'm not hydrating enough. It's like, like why no. am I aging naturally when everyone else has stopped? Because they have Botox. <laughs> because stopping the aging process doesn't come naturally. Weird. <laughs> Let's take a break, shall we? And when we come back, we're going to hear from everyone about their own fame or their non-fame. So let's not age while we take a minute. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're back with listener comments about how to be famous by Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt. And at least a few of you are thinking Heidi and Spencer's advice might work for you. Sarah wrote to say, I've written a book that sold several hundred copies, and I host a podcast that's accumulated nearly 10,000 listens in the past year and a half. Thanks in part to your book, Kristen. So in a sense, you might say I'm famous to a few hundred people already. But would I like to be more famous? Absolutely. Maybe I need to live by Spencer and Heidi's book next. Let's just say some of the advice works. <laughs> or wait, let's have Krista say it for us. Krista <laughs> wrote in to say, as a public figure in my state, I guess I didn't realize I got that way by just naturally being like the authors of How to Be Famous. So I guess I can co-sign that it definitely does work. <laughs> I'm so curious. Like, I really want to know if you stab someone in the back naturally. Like, I love it. Yeah, I want to know, too. It's like, oh, did you badmouth, like, the head of the student council? Were you friends with the Alpha? Had a oh, natural yeah. falling out? Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so curious. Are I you wanna... the Alpha? I bet Krista's an Alpha. Maybe Krista got stabbed in the back and she stabbed it in the front. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, man. Who knows? <laughs> Krista, write back and tell us more Krista, about this. Krista, give us the deets. <laughs> Laura wrote, after listening to your episode... I called some people out for cowardice and others for bullying and took down a Facebook group with more than a thousand members in the process. Woohoo! I run with scissors. Thanks for this episode. I hope you're running with scissors straight to the bonfire where we're burning it all down, Laura. <laughs> um, nothing brings me more joy than hearing someone say they took down a Facebook group, apparently. That, like, made me smile so big when I heard that. 
<laughs> Again, I kind of want the deets. Yes. But let's move on. I'll stop being nosy and say that a lot of you wrote in to tell us whether or not you've just dreamed of being famous. Katie says, of course I want to be famous. I think anyone who says they don't want a little bit of fame is lying. We do. That's why we get excited if our names or our kids' names end up in the paper. It's why we get a little buzz when people like our posts on social media. It's why so many of us participate in Second Saturday self-promotion on the Buy the Book Facebook community. A little recognition feels good, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. Katie, I got to say that you were kind of in the minority. Most people on the Facebook community, when I pushed a question out about whether you wanted to be famous, were like kind of offended, like, no, of course not. Why would I want to be famous? No, I just want to make a difference. But Well, Katie uh, says they're lying. <laughs> I just love it. I love it, Katie. I love that you said that. I'm not saying that those other people are lying, but I do think it's funny that you think they're lying. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely fall on the more Katie side of things. I don't think people are lying, but I know for a fact I'm like, I want attention. Give me. <laughs> Joelle had this to say, I think that wanting to be famous just translates to, I want to get paid to do something I love. In my case, if I could be paid to cook, talk about feminism, and draw all day, I'd go for it in a heartbeat. Oh, that's a nice way to look at it. Like, we're not all fame whores. We all just, like, want to be at the top of the field of something we love. Hmm. Some of us love, like, posing for pictures. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) With a filter. Posed Mm -hmm. with the light hitting our hip in a certain way. In a bikini. Yes. Natalia had an interesting take. Uh, She says, in my day, everyone wanted to grow up to be an actor or singer or dancer. As the Nickelback song said, I want to be a rock star. And that resonated. I don't know anyone who said, I want to go into corporate law or dentistry or social work or digital marketing. Okay, I did know a few people who wanted to go into social work right away, but they were like those special people that are like wise beyond their years in fourth grade. Yeah, I was going to say I knew several kids who wanted to be social workers, and um, I knew people who wanted to be dentists too, but maybe that's because like not it. they loved the dentist. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Digital marketing, I did at one point want to work in advertising as a kid, so I don't know if that's the same thing or not. I don't think we knew the term digital marketing when we were kids, did we, Joe There wasn't digital when we were kids. Oh, that's why. Or there barely was. Guys, I remember seeing the internet for the first time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. Okay, no, I'm going to show my that's age. For, that's for Patreon. Laura says, my 11-year-old wants to be a famous YouTuber. We had a conversation about realistic career goals and how college and a more traditional career would bring the stability that YouTube won't. We also talked about how YouTubers often don't even own their channels and how their channel and fame can be gone in the blink of an eye with the wrong video or at the jealousy and cattiness of other YouTubers competing with your channel. But not everyone agrees with Laura. Jessica wrote us to say, I run two YouTube channels while working in retail to pay the bills. I also run a sticker shop. For me, it isn't internet fame I'm after, though. It's generating multiple streams of income. Living through 2008 and now 2020, it's been drilled into my head that working a traditional job will never be a safe and secure method of providing for myself. Jessica, I am so curious. How much money do you make off Mm. of your YouTube channels And how is that more stable than a traditional job? And I'm asking this not because I'm trying to criticize you. 
but I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. like I have questions about the sticker shop personally, but they're the same as the YouTube question. Yeah, I'm so curious. I want to um, know. Yeah. And I do have to say, as someone who graduated college in 2008, like I, I had a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to Laura's advice, which was like definitely the advice I got. But I felt like very screwed by that advice by like a very sort of hopefully anomalous uh, economic depression. But <laughs> the world is a scary place, even with college. Yeah, it, it definitely can be. Yes, especially anybody who has college debt. Ooh, Oof, yeah. Which is 90% of college graduates. Yeah. I also liked um, the sentiment that Jan wrote in with, and a lot of you shared this, which is, I have absolutely no desire to be famous. Now, Rich, we'll talk. <laughs> it's true some of us just want the fame or like the money attached to fame so we can like go live away on an island and never be bothered but have all the resources we may need <laughs> all right we're gonna take another quick break but when we come back we have one last shocking listener letter and we'll announce next week's book Some people like to deep clean every Saturday morning. I prefer to spend a few minutes every day keeping things fresh with Lysol. Lysol's disinfecting wipes conveniently tackle surfaces, including remotes, tablets, and smartphones, killing 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria. <sighs> Don't just clean, Lysol clean. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Issa as host Issa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back. And now we have one last very important letter about how to be famous by Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt. And this letter was absolutely shocking and delightful. I am shook by this letter, Jolenta. I can't even read it. I am so shook. I'm surprised. I mean, I have to say I knew about this, <gasps> but I'd forgotten about it and then was reminded. Okay. I'll let you read it. I'm, I'm just shaking right now. <laughs> Elaine wrote us with this life-changing letter that says, I follow Spencer Pratt on Instagram because he loves hummingbirds and takes some great photos of them, and he's like a hummingbird whisperer now. He also loves crystals. I don't know much about Heidi, but I like his vibe. <laughs> it's true. If you want a good time on Instagram, get a little high and just check out Spencer Pratt's hummingbird videos. Wow. This is just, he can like get him to go on his finger. He can do anything. He is a whisperer. But he he himself calls himself a villain. And yet he talks to the birds. And you know I'm a bird nut. You know I love the birds. Ugh, I'm torn. Maybe I'll just peek. I'll just peek He's at his account. He's an interesting guy. There are layers. Unexpected <laughs> ones. <laughs> well, huge thanks to everyone who wrote in this week. Reminder, you can also call us if you like and share your stories at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 
Or you can join the conversation on our private Facebook community. That's facebook.com slash groups slash BTBpod. And now, Kristen, it's time. It's that time. Mm-hmm. It is the time when we announce our next week's book. Woohoo! Our next book is... is... The Art of Asking, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Let People Help by Amanda Palmer. Who will we ask? What will we ask for? Will we eventually stop worrying? Find out next week. But until then, you can worry about us. (laughs) And that's it for this mini episode of By the Book. Huge, huge thank you to our production team at Stitcher. We love them. Daisy Rosario, Brandon Nix, Corinne Wallace, and Andy Christens. Also, big thank you to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos, the amazing band who performs it. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read How to Be Famous. Also send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. A number of you this week reached out to us on Twitter. You can continue to do that at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at Buy the Book Pod. And don't forget to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or the Stitcher app or wherever you are listening to our show. It's like Yelp for podcasts. You know, send people our way. We cook up a mean listen. And we just want to be more famous. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. As the Nickelback. Why can't I say Nickelback? It's because I hate Nickelback so much. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.